Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you would mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs. The Old Testament book of Proverbs and Proverbs chapter number one. The book of Proverbs and chapter number one. We have this year as a theme that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the one thing that we're searching for this year is wisdom. And the way that we are trying to describe it is that we're searching for wisdom. We're looking for wisdom. And the implication is that wisdom can be found. We are not searching in vain. Wisdom is available, which is the heart of the message that we find. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom for us. And all throughout the book of Proverbs, it exclaims and gives and produces wisdom to those that take the heed. And now we find all the way at the very beginning of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number one, and we want to see what Proverbs chapter one says about wisdom. Notice with me, if you don't mind, Proverbs chapter one and verse number 20. Proverbs chapter one and verse 20. Notice what the word of God says. Proverbs one and verse 20. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scornings, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you and make known my words unto you because I have called and ye have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. And when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind and when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then, they, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own ways and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, will you mark a phrase that we find in the book of Proverbs in chapter number one? The book of Proverbs, chapter number one, and notice with me in verse number 20, that first phrase, Proverbs chapter one and verse 20, wisdom crieth without. Wisdom crieth without. And with the Lord's help, we want to hit this idea about wisdom crieth without. 
If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God and a God who loves us so very much. We know that if any man lack wisdom, that he could ask of you and that you would give us wisdom liberally and abradeth not. That you have made where wisdom is so available and it's so accessible and yet we disregard wisdom all the time. I'm asking that you would help us to understand what you're teaching us. Help us to understand how important wisdom is and the results of accepting wisdom and the results of ignoring wisdom. Lord, make it clear. Make it apparent. Let your word do its own work. The best I know how I surrender myself to you. I give you my thoughts, my ambitions, my goals, my voice, my logic, my mind, everything. I give them to you. And you use me however you see fit for the purpose that you get your own work accomplished through your precious word. Set it in order. Let it be clear and put power and draw people near because of your word. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in the book of Proverbs... The book, uh, book of Proverbs and throughout the Bible, God understands that we don't think in words. What do I mean by that? That whenever you think, you don't have like a little tinker tape thing go on like you're watching CNN that gives you like different words. We think in pictures. If I say elephant, you don't see the word elephant, you see an elephant. We think in words. So oftentimes, God gives us word pictures, an illustration, something that we could visualize inside of our mind. Inside of the book of Proverbs, we could see that wisdom is often portrayed as a feminine figure, a woman, a very beautiful woman, very classy, dressed well, who is trying to get our attention. At the same time, the, the Bible in Proverbs will contrast it by showing a different picture of a woman who's a seductress, who will have flattering words that flow like honey with the idea that they're trying to entice someone, secretly say, hey, come this way. Let me show you how you can enjoy life and bring them to destruction. And so over and over, especially in the first part of Proverbs, you're going to have these two contrasting pictures, the beautiful woman pictured of wisdom and the seductress who's going to bring people to destruction that are trying to get people's attention. That wisdom is made available. Notice if you don't mind, the first thing is we see this and put this picture together of wisdom's reproof. Wisdom's reproof. Notice with me in verse number 20. Wisdom crieth without. Now this is a very powerful phrase. This phrase carries the idea that wisdom is public and not secret. It's carrying a picture here that out in the middle of the concourse, out in the middle of the town square, out in the middle of the mall, out in the middle where everyone is gathering, wisdom is there available saying, hey, here I am. I'm here. Do you see me? I'm available. Wisdom has made herself available. Sometimes people think that wisdom is something that's locked away. That wisdom is locked behind a vault inside of some old dusty books that are protected by some guardians. We understand that wisdom is public, not secret. Wisdom is available. That means anyone can have wisdom. Anyone has wisdom available for. Of course, we see that reflected in James, which we've covered in Sunday school, that if any man at lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, 
who will give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. I like that word abradeth not. It means that God will never yell at you for asking for wisdom. God will never say, why are you asking so many questions? Wisdom will never, God will never say, hey, I know you asked for this again. Why are you asking again and again and again? God will never yell at us for asking for wisdom. This is, goes back to the same picture. Wisdom is available. Anyone could have wisdom if you want it. God has made it so wisdom could be accessed by anyone. And wisdom is there trying to flag people down saying, hey, don't look any further. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Wisdom advertises her message in the streets. Notice with me in verse 20. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse. In the openings of the gate. In the city she uttereth her words. What we see is that wisdom is calling out anywhere and everywhere. Wisdom is trying to say, hey, here I am. Here I am. Hey, do you see me? What's happening is that as wisdom is saying, here I am, you're looking for me. People are just walking right on by. They're ignoring her. They're like, man, I wish I could find wisdom and wisdom's here. Hey, here I am. But they won't turn to wisdom. They won't look to wisdom. <laughs> you know, so many people think that wisdom is rare. And that wisdom can, <laughs> uh, can't be found at all. But wisdom can be found wherever man is found. Wisdom can be found Anywhere God is at because God is the source of wisdom. God has made it so you could find wisdom anywhere. We know that today there's a lot of information out there, but not a lot of truth. We need wisdom to sort through that information to get to the truth. <clears throat> Nothing is more apparent than the last several years. We had a lot of information out there. Very little truth. Very little wisdom. We needed the wisdom to be able to find the truth in all of that information that was given out. And because people did not have wisdom, they never got a hold of the truth and they made wrong conclusions based off the information given to them. Does that make sense? That wisdom was available, but because people ignored wisdom for so long, they missed out. And there was results. We're going to see those results here in just a bit. Now, Again, our theme for this year is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where do we get wisdom? Wisdom comes from God. We need the Lord. We could find true wisdom when we acknowledge God. He is the true wisdom. Notice in verse 22, as we see that wisdom is available. Notice this. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorner. And fools hate knowledge. What we see here is that wisdom is here. Wisdom is available, but wisdom continues to be ignored. They just refuse to pay attention to wisdom. Wisdom wonders how long will these fools ignore wisdom? Now this is very important because there are five Hebrew words that are translated into the word fool found in Proverbs. This is going to be very key. We have three of these different versions of fools in this one verse. If you're in the habit of marking things, would you please mark these three fools that are mentioned here and we're going to cover them. By the way, Anyone who ignores wisdom is a fool. Notice, if you don't mind, we have the simple ones. The simple ones. This is a type of fool of the simple fool. 
we know that there are the scorners. The scorners is a different type of fool. And then notice it actually uses the word fool. This is here is a silly fool. So the three fools that are mentioned here is the simple fool, the scorning fool, and the silly fool. Now, of course, you want more information on these fools. We'll have a whole series later on in the middle of the year. But let's cover these fools since they're mentioned here in brief as wisdom is saying, hey, here I am, here I am. And people are walking by as they people are ignoring fools or ignoring wisdom. They are fools. And there are three types of fools that are mentioned here with different qualities, different characteristics. Notice of all, we have, first of all, this simple fool. The simple fool, in its basic definition, is one who opens his mind to any passing thought. Someone that opens his mind to any enticement. Anyone who opens his mind to any deception. Basically, if you want to know a good definition of simple fool, someone who hasn't developed discernment. Someone who has not developed discernment is a fool. They ignore wisdom and they haven't developed discernment. What is discernment, by the way? Let's define our terms so that we were on the same page. Discernment carries the idea of far-seeing. It's not seeing where people are at currently. It's seeing where they're going. For example, if I had someone who was right beside me, and at the moment... We look like we're together. We're at the same spot. We look like we're doing the same thing. But if he is facing just a little bit of an angle than what I am, what's going to happen is as we both take steps, that person is going to get further and further away from me. Does that make sense? That is discernment. Not seeing necessarily where they're at because at the moment, we look like we're, the, we're together. We believe the same thing. We believe we're at the same spot. Discernment is understanding that he is going a different direction than me and given enough time, they're going to be far away from me. Discernment is far seeing. It's being able to have wisdom to determine what the end result is going to be. A simple fool lacks discernment. A simple fool, because they have ignored wisdom, has now made themselves at a dangerous place because they are dangerously immature and extremely gullible. What do we mean by this? Well, most of you may have noticed that up on the ceiling, the word gullible is written. Okay, some of you look, some of you didn't. All right, we understand that there are some people that are easily enticed. They don't understand the results of their actions. Hey, man, come with me. I need a wheel man. Okay. Hey, I'm going to go rob this bank. You stay here with me. That person is going to be in trouble if they get caught, right? They don't understand the end result of this. Oh, man, um, I want to hang out with those guys, but those guys always get in trouble. I'm going to go hang out with them. Because they lack wisdom, they lack discernment, they don't understand the consequences that are going to happen in their life. By the way, there are people that hunt and prey on those people. They've never made decisions for themselves. They haven't had any discernment. And so, hey, Mikey, let's try this. Hey, let's try this. Hey, y'all, let's do this. And they could be easily enticed to do the wrong thing. It doesn't cross their mind that maybe I should not do this. The Bible calls them a fool. They're a simple fool. We understand <laughs> that today we have more fools than ever before. 
because they could be sold information that is not truth and make the wrong response to it. We have a lot of foolish people because they ignored wisdom. They are extremely gullible. They could be fooled into believing lots of things that they shouldn't. This is a big deal. And the Bible says they're simple fool. How long ye simple ones will love, will ye love simplicity? Here is someone who's extremely gullible, who could be led about that they have a leader that says, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? Think about alcohol. Do you know that for someone who's ever taken alcohol or drugs, it always starts with, hey, can you take a drink? Hey, will you take this smoke? Hey, will you do this thing? They've enticed on someone's simplicity, their lack of wisdom, their lack of seeing the results of what's going to happen to them if they continue in those actions. They are considered a simple fool. In verse number 22, we not only have a simple fool, but we have a scorning fool. Now, a scorning fool is a more advanced type fool, very advanced. It says the scorners delight in their scorning. What is a scorning fool? A scorning fool is someone who's not only rejected the truth, but he has embraced that that's an abomination to the Lord and to be a scorner. So here's someone who is, knows what's right and wrong and has purposely chosen wrong. He's embraced it. Now, he started off as a simple fool. Fooldom is a progression. A scorner is all the way towards the end. They've gotten to the place where they hate wisdom. And how can you identify a scorner? By their facial expressions. You tell them to do something and... We, we see that with a lot of teenagers. They could become a scorner. That authority tells them to do something. Their facial expressions communicate their disdain and contempt for authority. Now again, they, this is an advanced fool. But notice, they've ignored wisdom the whole time. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning. By the way, the idea of the fool system is that if the simple fool is not corrected, he is going to progress to a further and further thing. People do not get better by themselves. If you could give me uh, uh, some leeway. Years and years and years ago, <laughs> I had a lady who came up to me and said, can you help me with my child? We sit at the bus stop and my eight-year-old child pits me at the bus stop. Well, we opened the Bible and explained what they to do with that. And she looked at me and purposely ignored wisdom. No, no, that's not for me. You know what? I think she'll get better on her own. She did not. Many, many years later, she's now, the kid is now no longer eight. She is now 18 and she has broken mama's heart. Horribly bad. Why? Because there was a mother who ignored wisdom. Do you know that eight-year-old could have shifted everything? Could have been taught how to respond properly? And could have been productive? But now is not? This idea that wisdom is available, but people ignored wisdom. People do not get better by themselves. They have to be taught how to look at wisdom, how to have consequences for actions. By the way, that's the whole problem with simplicity is that they've never been taught there's consequences for actions. That's why they have no discernment. 
This is why biblical discipline is so key that you teach them that there's consequences. And if I know there's consequences, I'm not going to do something. When parents remove consequences from people, if a child doesn't get in trouble for doing bad, they're going to be taught that doing bad is all right. Does it make sense? And they're going to progress. And there has to be consequences. No. No. And there has to be a consequence for it. You say, I'm sorry, I don't like that type of thing. Well, then you're not going to enjoy Proverbs because that's a big deal. It's about, this is a parent teaching a child how to live their life in wisdom. That's all of Proverbs. That's why we need Proverbs all the time. It's like a parent teaching us, this is what you need to survive. And part of it is to understand there's consequences for actions. They have to be taught that. They will not learn that outside of the home. Unless it's an, they're not going to learn. We understand it begins at the home. And a scorning fool is at the place because they've never been disciplined. They were never showed that there were consequences. Have now got to the place where they disdain authority. Because authority can't do anything to me. Does it make sense? You see it in their face, their expression, their whole countenance. Then we have another fool that's mentioned here. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorner, scorning. And fools hate knowledge. This last fool mentioned here is a silly fool, which is in between the simple and the scorner. He's in between. This silly fool, the word used here literally carries the idea to be thick, like thick-headed or stupid. This carries the idea that this fool here doesn't get it through his head. There's consequences. This is a fool. This distinguishing characteristic is its mouth. They say all kinds of things that come out of their mouth that are foolish. In fact, the silly fool, if he would just close his mouth, would improve his situation and people's opinion of them. They just open their mouth all the time and foolishness comes out and people like, <laughs> you're messed up. That's wrong. What are you thinking? And they just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> they need to watch out for this. Again, teenagers will progress into this fooldom quickly if they're not stopped, if they're not taught consequences, if they're not disciplined at home. This is going to progress worse and worse and worse. We have all seen that mouthy teenager. Well, they talk all the time. You can't do anything about me. <laughs> they're just big, just talk, talk, talk. Foolishness just comes out of their mouth every time they open it. And people don't think better of them because of their talking. They see how foolish they really are. Now, all of this is because they've ignored wisdom. And wisdom's here, waving. Hey, pay attention to me. And saying, fools, why are you ignoring me? You are, I'm exactly what you need. What does the simple fool need? Wisdom. What does the scorning fool need? Wisdom. What does the silly fool need? Wisdom. We need wisdom. So what happens here? We see not only is wisdom, um, we see wisdom here is reproof. Wisdom's reproof. That wisdom's trying to say, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. We then see wisdom's refused. Notice with me, turn 23. Turn ye at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit uh, pour out my spirit unto you and I will make known my words to you. Wisdom is saying, you need me. You need me. And the people ignore. Notice in verse 24. Because I have called 
and ye refused. I stretched out my hand, no man regarded. it. Notice how available wisdom is. Wisdom's not a far off. Wisdom's reaching out the hand. Just come on, reach out. Come on, you could do it. And they ignore. Wisdom has done everything they can to make wisdom available. And the people have ignored it. So because wisdom is refused, notice what happens. Verse 25. But ye have set at not all my counsel and would none my reproof. By the way, in the New Testament, wisdom is portrayed and shown to be the Holy Spirit. You know what's happened? Is that God has reached out because he is wisdom and they've ignored God over and over. When we reject wisdom, we're rejecting the Holy Spirit's leadership and the Holy Spirit's guidance on our life. So we have a picture here of wisdom opening up our arms to people, expecting people to come. Please come. Please come. They rush heedlessly by. She cries out to offer them God's wisdom and love, but they ignore him. How often we get so busy that we rush by wisdom and miss it. Wisdom was there the whole time, but we rush on. These people here ignored her counsel, ignored her reproof, ignored her calls, and they walk on. So we see wisdom's reaction. We started by wisdom's reproof. We see wisdom refused. And then wisdom's reaction. So what's going to happen? We know there's always consequences for action. Verse 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. So because of these people rejected wisdom, wisdom is going to end up laughing at the mess that they make in their life without wisdom. You can't live your life without wisdom. You will run into a mess over and over because they ignore wisdom. They ignore this. Notice there's a fourfold response to wisdom. Uh, to um, because of them despising wisdom, because they rejected wisdom. Here's a fourfold response. First of all, desolation, desolation. Notice with me in verse number 27. When your feareth cometh as desolation. The word desolation carries the picture of a violent raging storm. When people chase after folly for a long time, they will eventually be swept up in folly and then be suddenly taken violently like a storm. So let's take a fool. A fool who has no discernment. They ignore wisdom over and over. They ignore that there's consequences. Guess what? Consequences are going to hit them. Without a doubt, it's going to be like a violent storm. So let's say that we have a young person. So they're not drinking, but they decide they're going to go hang out with people they're drinking. And so guess what? Their drinking people gets in a car accident. And isn't it always the way the drunk driver never gets killed? It's the passenger. It's the innocent person that's with it. <laughs> There's, they're going to be caught up in a mess. Let's say that they hang around scorner fools. And the scorner fools say, hey, we're going to go rob, uh, we're going to rob a corner store. We're going to go rob a 7-Eleven. Quick trip. We're going to go rob something. Well, guess what? Because they're hanging around with the scorner fool. When the police come, guess who also gets caught? They're going to be caught in a mess. You could just insert a situation. They're going to be caught in a mess and it's going to be like a violent storm where they're like, what just happened? And they're going to be shocked. I didn't know this was going to happen. 
And they could have. Notice as it goes on, not only desolation, but notice there's destruction. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. This word destruction carries the idea of a calamity, of a catastrophe that's happened. So notice that the end result of these things is that it's going to be a storm that wrecks their life. We've all been there where we've watched someone. It's almost like standing at a road sign that says the road closed, cliff over this way. We're waving our arms. Hey, pay attention to the sign. Pay attention. And they drive right on by. They fall off the cliff and go, wait, wait, what just happened? You had all these signs telling you the road was out. What do you expect was going to happen? I mean, you think you were going to have Dukes of Hazard uh, dust in it and you were going to fly over and there was going to be no problem? I mean, what were they thinking was going to happen? There's always consequences for action. Again, you can insert your own scenario because they all have end results. You can't play with fire and not get burned. There's consequences for actions. So we have desolation. We have destruction. We also have distress. 27 again. And when your fear cometh as desolation... And your destruction comes as a whirlwind. And when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Oh, there's nothing like that period where they're in distress. I'm in a situation and there's no way out. I can't fix this. The consequences just don't get erased. Mom and dad have always taken away consequences. Why is this not going away? Those consequences will add up and it will bring them to the place where the helplessness and they're stuck. There's no way I could get out of this. Which then has another thing, desperation, desperation. Notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse 28. And they shall call upon me and I will not answer. They shall seek me early and they shall not find me. After rejecting and despising wisdom, they're going to come for wisdom, seeking for answers, and wisdom will not answer. It's going to be a time of too late. Now it's too late to listen. Now it's too late. You can't just get a big uh, consequences and go up. Let me give an example. I remember years ago, I had a man who... <coughs> did not raise his family right, did not treat his wife right, uh, had anger problems, and even though he was warned of it, refused to take care of it. So one day, as you could just imagine, the wife said, listen, I can't do this no more, I'm leaving. Now a desperation hits. This man had every opportunity to fix everything, but it's not. My wife's leaving me. You know what? I'm going to go to church now, and if I show up to a couple Sunday morning services, God will make everything better. Does God make everything better just because you show up to church three times? No. He's looking for wisdom, but is wisdom going to answer him? No. Because now he's at the place where he's rejected wisdom for so long, he's not going to say, okay, now I'm going to start listening. It doesn't work that way. And now the reason why he's going to church is not to worship Lord. He's trying to get rid of the consequences. And it will never happen that way. I went to church five times and God didn't fix my marriage. So you know what? I'm just going to leave church. It's because you were going for the wrong reason. We understand that distress and heartbreak may bring someone to church, but it's the Lord that they need and they need to learn to respond to him. 
And after 40 years of bad habits, you don't wave a magic wand and all of a sudden get rid of those habits in one day. It took that long to, uh, to uh, get you in that mess. It is not going to take an overnight fix. <laughs> all right. So we understand that there's going to be wisdom's reaction and the person's going to be in distress. They're going to have calamity. They're going to have a disaster hit because they've ignored wisdom this whole time. And then when it comes time, it's just not going to be an easy wave your wand fix. There's always consequences for actions, which now brings us to wisdom's reason. Wisdom's reasons. Why is it that when people finally come to wisdom that <laughs> after ignoring her for so long that wisdom is not going to answer? That's a good question. Why, why isn't wisdom going to respond? 29, we see the reasons. Why? For they hate it knowledge and do not choose the fear of the Lord. What are these two reasons? First of all, they hated knowledge. They hated wisdom and they didn't want to pay attention to God. People detested wisdom because it cannot be separated from God. God is the source of wisdom. Why do you think we've got so many goofballs doing all kinds of crazy things that in our normal thinking, we're like, how in the world could you even do that? And they think it's the greatest thing in the world. Because they've ignored wisdom the whole time. Because wisdom is associated with God. They're going to do opposite of what God wants them to do. And they're going to embrace it. You cannot separate wisdom from the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Many people don't want a part of any wisdom that's going to end up directing them to God. Listen, if it's going to bring me to the place where I serve God, I don't want it. Well, guess what you're going to be left with? Foolishness and calamity and disasters. What's another reason why wisdom uh, um, won't turn to it? Verse number 30. And they would none of my counsel. They despised my reproof. Here it's because wisdom was despised. Wisdom's patience is great, but wisdom's patience is not endless. Do you know that this word despised is an emotion? We understand that. And the Bible goes on and puts a lot of emotional emphasis because we're emotional people. Do you know that before you could disobey God's command, you first of all have to despise God's command and despise him? See, it all begins with our vision of God. If God is God, then I cannot disobey him because he's God. But if I'm going to purposely disobey God, I have to say, listen, you're not bossing me. I can do whatever I want and go do whatever you want. There's consequences for that. You can't just say, I can do whatever I want. You're not God of me. You're not boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. And then turn around, get in a disaster and say, God, tell me what to do. Well, you didn't listen to him before because you despised him. It's not an overnight fix. Wisdom will not be despised for long. Which now brings us to wisdom's results. Here, because of everything that we taught here, we're going to see three laws engaged in wisdom. Wisdom's results. Here are the three laws. Notice in verse 31. It says, therefore, so because of everything we just taught, therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. What is the law we see here? The law of reaping and sowing. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
You cannot live all of your life ignoring wisdom. You cannot live, go all of your life ignoring God and there not be consequences. There's always consequences for your actions. Be sure your sin will find you out. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You cannot ignore wisdom and there not be consequences. We see the law of reaping. Verse 32, we see another law. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. We have here the law of retribution. The law of retribution. Remember, a simple person is someone who's easily led astray, who is gullible because they lack discernment. A simple person is gullible and easily led astray. Those other people will lead the silly fool into situations that will harm and hurt that fool. Predators will take advantage of them. You remember when you were a kid, or at least I was a kid in the 80s, they were telling us, don't take candy from strangers. Why did they have to go tell kid that? Because they don't have any discernment themselves. They don't understand that there are people that will prey on them. A simple fool doesn't believe that someone is going to out to harm them. But we all know that there's predators out there. Are they going to prey on someone who knows what they're doing? No, they're going to go to someone who doesn't have discernment. And a fool who continues to ignore Wisdom doesn't understand that there are other people hunting them that are trying to get them in trouble, that are trying to wreck their life. Take a simple fool. A simple fool won't be left alone. A scorner fool will find that simple fool and say, you know what? You don't have to listen to your parents. Okay, I don't have to listen to my parents. And they teach them, hey, listen, ignore your parents. Hey, why don't you come sneak out with me? Remember, Amnon had a friend. You had Amnon, who was a non-discerning person. He was a simple fool. Who had a friend who was a scorner, who was a very subtle man, who convinced Amnon to do something he should have never even thought about doing. A simple fool is going to be opened up to that prey. I want these people to like me, so I'll go rob this bank. We know people like that, right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, I want people to like me. Hey, all right, well then, Go uh, steal this test from the teacher. Go do this. Just craziness. I had a, a man who was telling me a story that they had when he was growing up. He had a blind teacher. And some kids had convinced another child to put fireworks, uh, some black cat type things in his desk. So when he opened it up, they would all blow up to a blind teacher. Is there any good thing in that? I mean, that's not even a fun practical joke. That was just mean. But some, it wasn't the scorner who did that. He got some simple-minded person to do that. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. What made you think that was a good idea? But that's what they'll do. A simple fool is going to be brought, dragged around by someone. And they're going to get in destruction. Do you think the scorner is smart enough not to get caught? He is going to go get someone else to get caught for him. Every time, holding the bag. That's what's going to happen. The turning away of the simple shall slay them. They're going to get damaged and hurt because of this. We know that there's a law of retribution. Then it talks about the silly fool. 
and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Remember, the silly fool is the guy who talked to his mouth. Do we have any Bible story where some guy opened his mouth and was stupid, grabbed his inheritance, went around and got all these friends, and when he got out of money, then, you know, had no more friends and was living in a pig pen? That was a silly fool. He didn't understand there was consequences for action. I know I'm going to grab my inheritance and I'm going to blow it on parties. And I'm not going to have a job and I'm not going to work and I'm just going to... You understand? That was a foolish man. And there was consequences for it. Praise the Lord. He had a loving father who was able to take him back. We understand a silly fool can ignore wealth. And when it's gone, his friends will disappear and he'll be alone to starve and die. That's what it says in verse 32. For the turning away of the simple fools shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. We have the law of reaping. We have the law of retribution. Then we have one more law here. Verse 33. But, I like the word but in the Bible. It means the opposite of. So we have two bad laws. Two laws that are true. But. All right. So here's the people that ignored wisdom. But. What happens to the one who learns to obey wisdom? To seek after wisdom? To grab a hold of wisdom? But. Verse 33. Whosoever hearkeneth unto me wisdom shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Not just be quiet from evil, but from the fear of evil. You know why some people are afraid, uh, hate the police? Because they're afraid of the police. Why are they afraid of the police? Could it be because they're doing some things wrong? If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have any reason to fear the authority. Amen. You know, if my kids are doing what's right, they have no reason to be afraid of the parents. What are you doing in your room? Nothing! You understand? If they're not doing anything, they're not afraid of me. If they're not doing anything online, they're not afraid of me looking behind them on what they're doing online. If they're not afraid of me seeing what they're watching, they're not turning off the TV as soon as I walk in the room. You understand this? There's no reason to be afraid of authority. You could be open life without fear if you've embraced wisdom. If I'm not robbing banks, I don't have to worry about getting arrested for the police by robbing a bank. Does that make sense? If I'm not sleeping around, I don't have to worry about getting someone pregnant that's not supposed to be pregnant. Does this make sense? That's not a fear in my life. I don't have to fear what's going to happen if my wife catches my girlfriend because I don't have any other girlfriends. You understand? I don't have that fear. I don't have any problems. My wife could look at my phone anytime she wants and she does. Not because she's trying to catch me in something. I have nothing to hide. Does that make sense? I don't have that fear. When you embrace wisdom, you understand there's consequences of the action. When I embrace wisdom, I understand there are some things I don't want to do because it's going to have consequences that I don't want to deal with. Does that make sense? Yeah. When I obey wisdom, I have the law of relaxation. I can enjoy my life. I can enjoy the journey. I don't have to live in fear what's going to happen when I get caught. I don't have to live in fear what happens if people find out. I don't have to live in fear if something's exposed. You know, imagine me as a pastor of a church. 
if I have deep, dark secrets, do you think it would hurt you guys if you found out about it? Absolutely. I don't have to fear that if I'm not doing it. I don't have to say, oh no, people are going to catch me. What are they going to even catch me? You understand? I don't have to live in fear that way. We all know teenagers that way. Until they finally get to the place where they don't care about consequences and they progress in foolhood. Do you understand? I could live a life where I don't have to be afraid of authority. I don't have to be afraid of what my boss was going to think. I don't have to be afraid of what my parents will think. I don't have to be afraid of what, you understand? That's the life we should live. If I have a proper fear of the Lord, it chases out all the lesser fears. It all begins with accepting wisdom. And there are consequences for rejecting wisdom. Wisdom is available. Wisdom is reaching out. Wisdom is trying to say, here am I. Take my hand. If any man ask, lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, who will give it to him all men liberally, and abradeth not. Wisdom is available. We need wisdom, and we can get it from God. God has made it available. It's not secret. It's not locked away. It's not hidden up. We're in some mountain pass guarded by monks. Wisdom is available, readily available. Let us seek after wisdom. By the way, God has given us wisdom easily searchable. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God has given us wisdom. That's why the book of Proverbs is such a great book. If I need wisdom, I go Proverbs. It covers every area of life. Amen. I want to know how to deal as a teenage boy with thoughts. Proverbs. I want to know how to raise kids. Proverbs. I want to know how to be a good citizen. Proverbs. I want to find out how to be a good husband. Proverbs. I want to be how to be a good child inside of my house. Proverbs. I want to know how to be a good law abiding citizen. Proverbs. I want to know what to do with my money. Proverbs. God has given us wisdom. It's available. If any of us lack wisdom, he's made it where it's here. He's not going to give us smoke singles or some thing written in the clouds. He says, I provided it for you. I wanted you to have wisdom. I wrote it down so you can look at it anytime you want. So we have this thing that we have the Bible in front of us. Why do some people lack wisdom? I don't want that. God says, I made it available to you. Well, I know wisdom's available, but I'm not going to read it. We're ignoring wisdom. And you cannot go on ignoring wisdom without consequences. We have it available. So that brings me to my question. How's your Bible reading? Are you seeking after wisdom? Are you looking for God's direction? It is available. And you cannot go on ignoring wisdom and there not be consequences. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time 
to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920-530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.